This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Before we get into today's program, I would like to thank the thousands of listeners that have downloaded my podcasts. Podcast numbers have doubled in the last three months, and this has prompted me to set up an email account where you can ask questions and leave comments. Please contact me at vedicwisdom at protonmail.com. I will reply as appropriate as quickly as I can. Thank you again for listening, and now on to today's program. And welcome to the Vedic Wisdom. Thank you for being with us today. Today I'd like to talk to you about sectarianism and non-sectarianism. Now sectarianism is a subject that being used against humanity to separate us. It's taking a look at the differences between us, it's focusing on those differences, and it's giving us the perspective that the differences matter more than the similarities. This perspective is not conducive to the growth and development of the human family. We are all living entities and in the background we are all the same. We suffer the same concerns, we experience the same desires, and we're all living entities who are trying to find our eternal position. But bringing forward sectarianism or tribalism or nationality or a host of isms, Shura Prabhupada says, that simply divides the human family and keeps it from becoming unified. Now on the other hand, a non-sectarian point of view is where we put aside those sectarian divisions that are actually simply related to the body and we adopt the concept of spiritual identity where we see from the position of the eternal living entity who is inhabiting a temporary material body. Now the difference there is literally night and day. It's like looking up or looking down. And the concept that is real is where we see that all living entities are sons and daughters of the eternal supreme lord and we are meant to render service to him and there is no difference between us or the quality of our service that makes one higher or lower than the other if one has the service mentality and he sees things in proper perspective that being that the living entity is subordinate and the lord is predominant and the lord needs and requests requires a multitude of servants doing a multitude of varieties of service all over the universe, actually all over the creation. So these concepts of spiritual perspective apply in all circumstances. It doesn't matter what your service is or what my service is. It matters the sincerity with which we are doing it. Higher or lower is not according to whether you're sweeping or you're counting money. That is external. But are you a sincere sweeper? Are you a sincere and honest counter of money? That's the responsibility of the living entity, is to raise his level of sincerity, not to raise to a different level of service. The Lord requires service at all the possible levels we can conceive of and more. 
and he opens the door for a living entity to execute the service he is most inclined to, capable of, experienced at, etc. So our duty in the human form of life is to come out of the material misconceptions that I am the body, or I belong to this nation, or I belong to this race, or clan, or tribe, that I belong to this country, even that I belong to this planet, and come to the platform that I belong to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And my duty is to render service to Him according to my capacity. We understand that the idea of oneness, relative to you and I, one, all being the same, uh, merging into the energies of the Lord, is in negation of the root reality that we are all service, servants, rendering service in multitudes of fashions. So the unity comes in the willingness and the intent and the sincerity to render service. And the sectarian is dissolved into the concept of encouraging one another to do better and better service for the satisfaction of the Supreme. We're not here to do service for the satisfaction of ourselves. We're here to render service that pleases the Lord. Uh, Srila Prabhupada calls this favorable devotional service. Because one can render contrary service, where he's working against the intentions of the Lord or the plan of the Lord, the intentions of the spiritual master or the plan of the spiritual master for pleasing the Lord. And this is why throughout the Vedic literature it is described that one should execute his service under proper guidance. The guidance of a purified self-realized soul, the spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada, such that the service is correctly identified and correctly defined so that you or I as a servant we have the ability and we have the knowledge and we have the perspective that our service is accepted by the Lord, appreciated by the Lord. There's no sense in rendering service to the Lord he does not want or in such a fashion that does not please him. That's contrary to the base intent of being a servant. It carries with it the connotation of to please the other person, doesn't it? So our position in material life is to please ourselves. And our position in spiritual life is to please the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And we learn how to do that by following the instructions of the spiritual master and by hearing from him and reading the Vedic literature. The Vedic literature describes how one learns from the scriptures, one learns from the spiritual master, and one learns from the advanced students. The statement is uh, uh, Guru Shastra Sadhu. These three categories should always agree that the intention, the description, the explanation, the knowledge that's being delivered from any of the three should always agree. And it forms a checks and balances system for you and I. That we're able to see things in perspective because it checks. And therefore, we're able to always be rendering favorable devotional service. So, again, this comes back to a non-sectarian point of view, meaning it does not matter which of the 400,000 species of humans 
you happen to be in. It does not matter which society, which country, nation, neighborhood that you belong to. These external definitions fall away in spiritual life because they are on the external platform, whereas service is on the spiritual platform. So by seeing from the spiritual perspective, we can readjust our priorities and our values. We're not so concerned with the immediate family, friends, society, nation, country, etc. We're more concerned with our service being rendered in compliance with the spiritual master's instructions and for the satisfaction of the supreme. Now the Vedic literature gives us nine processes of devotional service and those processes are defined for the servants so that we can naturally gravitate to one of those types of service and as it expands our conscious perspective maintains the same intent even though the service will morph and change phenomenally. The Lord was dynamic, so our service is dynamic. And we end up with a multitude of different perspectives and a multitude of different assignments by the Lord and the spiritual master. And in all of those, we need to carry with us the proper perspective, the proper intention, proper sincerity about our devotional service. So we're able to move through the world, move through various aspects of society, move move through many external circumstances and conditions that we may face, and yet we carry with us the proper perspective such that we're actually able to always render favorable devotional service. Now, many of the temples around the world were created for the opportunity for the student to come to a temple and learn in the association of sadhus, devotees of the Lord, how to maintain that point of view in all circumstances, how to become fixed in practicing the nine processes of devotional service and learning through experience which one or two or three attract you, you find yourself capable of executing in the proper concept. This opens the door to being able to move among human society anywhere on the planet, anywhere in the world, under any type of circumstance, and still maintain the proper perspective, the selfless devotional service. Because the world is full of people who are all self-interested. And this is becoming worse. As things get chaotic in the material world due to the control of the demons... Everyone starts worrying about self-preservation. They stop being benevolent. They stop caring about the other guy. They stop trying uh, to express their compassion and assistance to others. And they focus on the self. And this is contrary to the normal awakening that the living entity is supposed to experience in the human form of life. This human form of life is for awakening to self-realization, God-realization, culminating in devotional service to the Lord. So coming to those platforms is more difficult in an environment where everyone is literally stuck. They're not going anywhere. They're stuck in self-conception of life, bodily conception of life.
So this is where you can perceive and you can appreciate the mercy of the spiritual master because he's bringing forward his compassion to assist these people in the bodily conception of life. And the whole movement of developing your consciousness to God consciousness, Krishna consciousness, is such that you can get out of the bodily conception of life. Now, the bodily conception of life is where you are concerned about yourself. When you do that, it's called fruitive activities. And generally speaking, we all want to enjoy something, so it's called sense gratification. So by acting in sense gratification and being selfish in intent and purpose, we only earn karma. We earn good karma or we earn bad karma. But we're not on the transcendental platform. So by the mercy of the spiritual master, he comes forward and gives you Vedic knowledge, gives you proper instruction of how you can free yourself from this misconception. Because you're not the body. And taking care of the body is futile beyond the point of self-sufficiency. Because the body is not permanent. We as living entities, we are eternal, we are permanent. But as we take a material body and become attached to that body and adopt that bodily perspective of our life, it binds us into the cycle of karma, which is the cycle of birth and death. This is a very intricate point that needs to be understood by everyone. That the activities we perform cause a reaction and the reaction is actually cycling life after life after life. So our activities are actually causing our next birth. And those activities and reactions in that life cause the next and the next and the next. And this is called the cycle of birth and death that all of the living entities in the material world are caught up in until they meet the spiritual master and receive the Vedic knowledge. When that takes place, the living entity is liberated from this cycle. And that is the mercy. That is the intention of the spiritual master. That is the desire of the Lord. That the living entities stop this suffering cycle, action, reaction, action, reaction, sometimes good, sometimes bad, sometimes higher species, sometimes lower species. And that we revive our original consciousness and return to the spiritual world where we act in the devotional concept, in the devotional service of the Lord for his satisfaction. So the spiritual master is the best friend of the living entities in the material world. And he's endeavoring out of compassion to help one understand how to stop the cycle of birth and death. Now we have the situation currently where the living entities are not aware that this is temporary life and there is eternal life. They're misidentifying with the body. They're focusing on bodily activities. They're concerned about external aspects and features, activities, influences in the material world. And they're misusing their human form of life, being distracted by a host of completely unnecessary things. We see now that television, computers, and phones have turned into uh, CIG nonsense. Everything's fake. They can make anything appear to happen. It's all just digital 
transitions that have nothing to do with the reality. You're not digital. You are sitting on your chair or you are standing on the ground. That is not digital. And in that position, you will suffer or enjoy whatever it is you do next. Whatever you say, whatever you do, wherever you go, whatever you think, all of these cause reactions. And it will impact on you and it will cause another birth. And the body won't last very long because they're all temporary. It will die. And you will have to take another body, another birth. So only when one comes to the platform of understanding the instructions of the spiritual master is he actually able to stop this cycle. And then he realizes how fortunate he is to meet the spiritual master and to understand the Vedic knowledge and to be able to stop the cycle of birth and death. So this denotes that activities on the spiritual platform do not incur karma. Your action for the satisfaction of the Lord, the reaction or the result are accepted by the Lord and you are not earning karma. So this becomes a great science. This becomes a great skill, something to be mastered, that you learn how to act and think and intend that this is for the pleasure of the Lord and not for your personal interest or reward and it frees you. That is putting you on the transcendental platform. The Lord is totally spiritual, the supreme spiritual being. And anything in association with him is spiritual. Even something material, if used in the service of the Lord, its nature changes and it becomes spiritual. And that's true of us. If we act for ourselves, it's material and we incur karma and rebirth. And if we act for the Supreme Lord, it does not incur any karma. It satisfies the Lord and we're liberated from taking another birth. So this is why this movement, this Vedic knowledge, this Krishna consciousness perspective of life is a great liberating science for the benefit of the living entities. So you have an opportunity, I have an opportunity, most everyone in the human form of life is given the opportunity to bump into the Vedic knowledge and to listen and accept and to progress their lives out of the cycle of birth and death. So we have to drop the sectarian concept because it's related to the body. We have to drop the self-interest being the only goal of life because it's related to the body. We have to drop this competitive temporary uh, bickering and um, minimizing of someone else's worth or minimizing the value of someone's service or activities because it's all related to the body. We have to learn how to make the transition of consciousness such that our activities are not binding and encourage others to make the transition to a higher level of consciousness. And it is all supported by the Vedic knowledge. So what we're talking about is stepping up, stepping out of the sectarian, moving into the non-sectarian, stepping out of the selfish, moving into the selfless, and then moving all of that forward onto the transcendental platform.
where everything is free from the dualities of anxiety and suffering and material conception of life. We all recognize that the dualities of the world cause anxiety. Hot, cold, right, left, up, down, rich, poor. These subjects are all influences that cause anxiety upon the living entity due to his inability to control them. But he's stuck in a world of duality. So therefore he's stuck in a world where the underlying current is a type of anxiety. But by coming up through the understanding of the Vedic knowledge and the instructions from the spiritual master and learning how to see and think and act properly in the association of purified souls, one liberates himself from the entire material conception, even while here in this current material body. You may have a body, but you're not thinking yourself at to be the body. And this is a vitally important conception so that we're not lost in this perspective that the body is the all in all. We are actually seeing things in proper perspective. It's my body as a vehicle for rendering service. It's not my body as the controller of my life, the most valuable thing, and the cause of my cycling through birth, death, birth, death, birth, death. So when one is adamant, interested, convinced, serious about trying to understand how did I get here, why am I here, what is this all about, what makes it worthwhile, he requires the spiritual master and he requires the Vedic knowledge. So as you progress through your life and you look at what do I want, I've wanted something and I've worked hard and I've achieved it and it's given me some temporary happiness or temporary pleasure. And now that I've done that, what do I want next? When you come to the plane that you, what you want next is to see in spiritual perspective, to raise above the material conception of life, then you're ready to meet the spiritual master. And because the Lord is in our hearts as our intuition, as the witness, as the inspiration, when he sees that you actually want the right thing, you're no longer wanting personal pleasure, personal this, personal that. You actually want to go beyond that to the next higher plane of selfless conception of life and go beyond that into spiritual conception of life. He brings the spiritual master's knowledge to you. You get to find a Vedic book. You get to read the spiritual master's instructions. And if you accept that opportunity and use it in proper perspective, you become enlightened. And this enlightenment fulfills you. All these temporary things, they temporarily fulfill you. And sometimes <laughs> not very fulfilled. But when it comes to the spiritual platform, he sees in proper perspective, he revives his eternal duty and his eternal consciousness, and he is liberated in the higher conception of life he actually achieves a higher platform of consciousness that he can remain fixed on and he doesn't fall back down into the material conception of life anymore even though he's still in the material world even though everybody else in the material world has that material conception he can see it for what it is he remembers when he had that point of view, but he doesn't any longer. He's seen the higher perspective by the grace of the spiritual master. 
and you try we see drugs as a major problem because people are trying to lift themselves out of the anxiety threshold and get themselves onto a platform where everything is good they see feel some fulfillment they see in a higher perspective but the problem with drugs is you come right back down and this is why people become addicts they go right back up i want to go they come back down i want to go up they come down up down up down oh my goodness so this is not a true platform. A true platform is where sustaining and maintaining the conception on that platform is easy. And it's permanent. You don't fall down. And we've talked about it before, where when you have something superior, it's very easy to give up the inferior. But until you have that superior, you're stuck with the inferior and you cycle through it again and again and again and again and again. And again. And it causes its own type of anxiety. So liberating oneself from that anxiety cycle requires having another higher platform plane of existence, perspective of life, that is superior. And that superior perspective gives you a new platform, a stable platform that you can take proper perspective from. You can maintain your perspective irrespective of the outside influences. They no longer have value. They no longer have influence upon you. So this is something everybody needs, especially like what we're going through now. So much chaos in the world, so much confusion, so much deception, so much illusion, so much struggle so much shortages all these things influence you and you fall into the material plane oh i gotta worry about myself again but you don't if you actually have the spiritual platform you know that you're a servant of krishna and krishna is taking care of you the troubles can be absolutely at your door the troubles can be surrounding you and everybody you know but a way through will come for you an opportunity a protection will come for you because you're not of the concepts they're not of the material perspective you're on the higher spiritual platform and that platform itself is free from the anxieties and sufferings you're more or less immune to the problems in the material world and I don't think there's many people who would turn down an opportunity to be immune from the chaos, anxiety, suffering, and difficulties that we're going through. And the situation that we're going through is, it's temporary too. Gradually, eventually, there'll be a reconciliation. A lot of bad people are going to have have justice imposed upon them. A lot of good people are going to find the reward they've been looking for. But even all of that is still temporary because the nature of the material world is a temporary nature it is a temporary manifestation the entire universe is created maintained and dissolved and then created and maintained and dissolved it's described that the living entities who don't achieve perfection during the cycle of the universe and in a sleep condition just like you go to bed at night sleep a sleeping condition until the creation is remanifest again and then they get an opportunity again to take a material body fulfill their desires receive their karma and earn new karma 
hopefully coming to the platform where they say, why is this going on? How do I stop this cycle? And they receive the contact, the causeless mercy of the spiritual master and the Vedic knowledge. So take that opportunity to receive the Vedic knowledge and hold yourself on that higher platform. Read Bhagavad Gita as it is by our spiritual master, his divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada and step to that higher platform and give up this inferior duality and suffering. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.